When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Airvan Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Washington Studio Hotline at 336-831-0820. Coming up on 30 seconds until airtime. Mark, 30 seconds until airtime. Once again, stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Washington Studio Hotline at 336-831-0820. Stations, your final time cue will be with 15 seconds until airtime. Mark, 15 seconds until airtime. from Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal in Seattle. It's the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Throws it down with a ferocious two-handed dunk. Your chance to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show is presented by Anthony's Restaurants, showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. Now, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show live at Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. So glad you're with us for our second Monday night Coaches Show of the season. Along with Elise Woodward, I'm Tony Castricone. And uh, thanks for coming out to Chinooks. Looking forward to talking some hoops here tonight. Husky hoops, to be sure. The, the men's team uh, got a little tripped up uh, in Spokane against Gonzaga. The 18th-ranked Bulldogs knocking off 
Washington 77 to 60. We've got men's head coach Mike Hopkins. He's going to be here coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but meanwhile, to lead things off, we've got to talk about the ladies' team taking round one of the Boeing Apple Cup series yesterday. Dogs taking down the Cougs and uh, Washington getting off to a 1-0 start in Pac-12 play. So Elise Woodward is here. Head coach Tina Langley is here. And we're going to talk about uh, the women's basketball Huskies when we continue in a moment. Live from Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal, this is the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience. There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU membership credit approval and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation. Looking to add some fun and excitement to your life? Look no further than Emerald Queen Casino. Bring on the fun with live music, a weekend getaway at our fabulous hotel, or delicious dining at one of our 10 restaurants. Revel in the excitement with the best players club in the Northwest, or at the EQC Sportsbook, where you can bet, watch, and win on all your favorite sports. Come see for yourself why they call Emerald Queen Casino the entertainment capital of the Northwest. All right, good evening, everybody. How are we doing? Elise Woodward with Tina Langley, the head coach of the Washington women's basketball team. We are here live from Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal. We're glad to have you with us. We're going to be here every Monday until the end of the season in March. So come and join us, won't you? It's the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. And uh, Tina, you got to be feeling great. You start packed play early this year, December 11th. It was yesterday. And as Tony said, you get the big win over Washington State, 82-66. to 66. So you start 1-0 in conference play, and now you table that, and you go back to non-conference play for the next two games. And then at the end of December, uh, you have um, the Colorado Buffalo coming in, but as well as Utah. But until then, you have Liberty and uh, SIUE. But let's start with the Cougar game. You get a win in the rivalry series. Um, and there was a nice crowd out there for a Sunday afternoon. What, what was the difference in that game for you guys being able to knock off the Cougs? Um, 
sorry, <laughs> really great crowd. I'm really excited by the, the turnout for that. And um, obviously the young ladies had such a great time playing in front of our home crowd. And, um, but just a, you know, fun game, uh, you know, two great teams going at it and uh, love the competition. You knew that it was going to be hard because it was finals week. And yet it didn't seem like your team was bothered by that at all. There was great energy there. It, it, it felt like they pushed through that. It wasn't a factor at all. Well, it was a fun week. We we had players coming and going. We had some miss miss some practice for uh, four finals, and um, you know you could feel the stress during the week. Uh, everyone was working really hard with papers uh, coming due and projects coming due, and so I, I think one of the things you love as a coach to watch young women balance uh, that load and uh, just continue to press on and work hard and um, just so much. Um, you know, just so much um, gratitude for the way that they worked and uh, really proud of their efforts. You guys started the season and you put 87 points on the board and 82 points on the board. And then after that, it was a bit of a struggle. Your team had kind of slumped in some different areas offensively. And then you hit Pac-12 play and you guys bust out again, <laughs> 82 points on the board. And there were multiple players that were filling it up, five different players in double mm -hmm. figures. But let's start with Lauren Schwartz. She, I know she hasn't been 100%. She's been dealing with some nagging injuries, but... She looked great, huge smile on her face, 21 points, five of six from three-point line, which is a career high for her. What enabled her to get going? Well, she's just a baller. I mean, she's the young lady that uh, has always uh, put in the work. And, uh, you know, she, as you said, you know, she's, uh, she's been working hard all non-conference. And um, it was really great to see her have a game where she was able to play, you know, the way she plays and very fluid. She seems like she's maybe, would you say she's, along with Jada Noble, from an outside perspective, she's the one that gets you fired up. She's kind of the leader on the floor. She's maybe the one of the veterans on the team that people look to. Is that accurate? Yeah, she's got a great basketball IQ. I think that she does a tremendous job of, you know, helping our system run and helping her teammates um, better understand that system for sure. For Lauren, getting her going early, she hit her first three, and then she made three threes in a row. <laughs> When she hit that first three and you could see she was in a rhythm, did you say, all right, today is going to be the day she has a big one? I think we always think it's today. You know, um, that's what's so great about Lauren. And, you know, she did have an incredible week of practice. And, um, you know, she's just incredibly focused and has, has uh, put in the extra work. So, you know, you know that every time she takes the floor, she has a chance to have a game. It's She's always, when I get to the arena, and it's usually two hours early or mm -hmm. so, she's already there she's every there. time. Yeah. She's already there. She's the first one on the floor. That's right. Is that way for practice as well she just likes to get a lot of shots yeah off. that's her mindset is you know she's a, a young lady who's always worked incredibly hard um and she was one of five in double figures it was great to have jada noble back mm -hmm. and healthy <laughs> and she was such a difference especially rebounding the basketball um she gets in there with the bigs mm -hmm. it's not rebounding as in the guard spot she's rebounding over post players that are, you know, five inches taller than her. Tell me what she brings for you in so many different aspects. Well, I mean, you talked about her strength and her toughness. And, um, you know, she's a young lady that can play multiple positions. We're building a team of players like that. And I think she, you know, defines that role so well. And um, she just kind of slid around wherever we needed her to be on the offensive end. And then obviously whoever we needed her to guard. And so um, brings brings so much to the team. It's funny. She obviously dives on the floor. She's not scared to sacrifice her body she's tough as they come I think she enjoys actually diving on the floor <laughs> maybe uh you know that, that's kind of her deal but uh, the one play that really stood out to me in the game was she just denied somebody the basketball and for anybody that ever played the game it takes a ton of energy it it's tiring to den 
deny the basketball. And there's not a lot of fun in it unless you get a steal. Yeah. But she just got in the passing lane enough where um, she forced a turnover. It was just out of bounds. And she was clapping, and she was so fired yeah. up with that intensity. And I, your team has been so good defensively consistently throughout this season mm -hmm. in the first nine games. Jada was out two games mm -hmm. uh, dealing with an injury, and she came back. How much does her intensity out there and that passion, and how much does that affect just the whole team with that? Jada's uh, intensity and, and the way that she brings an energy to the team is, is really remarkable. And we talked about it while she was out because it's, you know, everything that you face as a team is a chance for other people to grow and learn from each other. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes when you lose something, you know, that you can see that you, you know, you, you really miss. It, it does challenge other players to step up. And, and I think that actually taught us a lot, too, about and maybe helped us appreciate that even more and then also see how we can each bring that and it makes our team stronger so she sets a great example for us the win over Washington State was big for a lot of different reasons um, one they were in the top 50 of the net rankings they've been in the NCAA tournament two years in a row uh, they'd won here in Seattle four years in a row and it's the rivalry series there's a lot of different reasons why that was a really big win and I think defensively you guys did a really nice job overall Charlize Ledger Walker put on her performance probably the most points I've seen scored in Alaska Airlines Arena ever by an individual 40 points scored by Charlize Ledger Walker and she was unstoppable at times but you held her in the last four minutes scoreless um, and when it came time to getting stops you were able to do it what did you make of the performance of Charlize Ledger Walker have you seen anybody put 40 on a team of yours before that was I mean, just from a basketball fan's perspective, it was pretty special to see somebody get in that kind of a groove. Yeah, she's a great player. I mean, I've been proud of our team's growth defensively. I mean, you talked about it throughout the season. Um, you talked about the way we started offensively. But I think the thing that we're most proud of is the way we've grown defensively. I think there was a little bit of a, a blessing behind our, um, you know, period of time where we didn't shoot it as well as we normally do, uh, where our defense really, really grew. Uh, and that forced us to do that. And we won games with our defense. And so I think there were some really amazing things in that game that we were able to do defensively. Obviously, you know, things we didn't do well. Uh, and that's the time of the year that it is. And um, you see a great player that can take advantage of the things that we didn't do. And I think she did that well. Yeah, I mean, I think she's obviously a special player. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your defense is there and you do everything mm -hmm. right and they score anyway. <laughs> well, we didn't do everything right either. Like, well, so. that's, that's true. <laughs> but she's to, a great player. <laughs> well, I did, like you yeah. had switched defenders on her and then you switched screens and then you tried a different uh, tell me just what the process was of trying to figure out like what were you guys trying to do to get her off her game yeah. which finally in the final four minutes you were able to do so yeah well I mean I think the game plan was to go over ball screens and do some different things and we didn't execute that perfectly um, but you know we talked about that as a coaching staff today it's the time of the year that um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's our base on out-of-bounds offense wasn't very good either. And so, you know, there are things that you're working on that you're showing film and you're trying to fix, but it doesn't get fixed quickly. It's just a lot of habit building. And I'd say that, you know, from the defensive end of the floor, the breakdowns that we've, we had on that end of the floor, we had also had in other games. And I just don't think that we have created those habits um, to give us a solid foundation in some of those things. But, but, you know, that's what practices are for. We're really excited to have the opportunity not to downplay our classes, but we won't have classes for a little while <laughs> and to have oh, I would, I, the players are excited <laughs> what are you talking about they're like oh finally no more class no more papers but yeah it'll be uh, great to have some some a uh, little bit longer practices in the sense of you know we've been in a really short practice schedule for some of our graduate students and we'll both get on the floor and, and hopefully have a little bit more um, time to to drill in some of those habits well it is interesting I was on campus earlier today just to uh, 
at, at the men's practice actually, and it's really quiet. The parking lots are because students are leaving after finals week, and yet your players will remain all the way up. You have two more games, one on um, Sunday at noon, and then one early next week before you'll break for the holidays. And so it is really kind of an interesting time as a team because there's no distractions. There's nobody else around on campus, and it's very quiet. How do you handle that as a coaching staff? I don't think we give much thought to it. I mean, because the girls are really close, and it's a, a great team with uh, tremendous chemistry. And so I think they're going to be pretty tired from the finals. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a week, and then we have our tournament coming up to prepare for. So it'll probably be about right for them to be able to get a little rest, obviously get their Christmas shopping in and prepare for the tournament coming up. So those schedule will probably still be a little hectic. <laughs> yeah, they will have time to get some Christmas shopping in because they do have a week in between the games, which is nice. No class in a week between the games, so they might get a chance to head uh, maybe downtown and get some shopping done. When UW Hoop fans are ready for some action on the hardwood, they head to Montlake to catch the game when they're ready for the quintessential Northwest dining experience. They head to Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal, where we are right now, or Anthony's Pier 66 on the Seattle waterfront. Come join us on Mondays right here at Chinooks during the basketball season. You are listening to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show with Tina Langley on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life. As one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row, rest assured you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs!
All right, welcome back in. Elise Woodward with Tina Langley. We are glad to have you with us here at Chinooks for the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. The Huskies have jumped out to an 8-1 and one start this season after beating Washington State in their Pac-12 opener, 82-66. to 66. We talked about a couple of the players. Just overall, what does it mean for you and the program? One, to get your first Pac-12 win of the season, and two, to do it in the rivalry series. It, it, I know maybe from a coaching perspective, they all mean the same, but they don't to the fans. <laughs> so, you know, what does it mean for the, first of all, just to go 1-0 and and then on top of that to do it against your rival? Well, of course we love, uh, you know, how much the fans and the alumni love this series and, and we wanted to do a great job representing Washington. And um, so I thought the girls, uh, again, just came out incredibly competitive and, and um, uh, you know, we appreciate that rivalry so much. Um, you know, and then I think just as Pac-12 started early in the time of the season that it was and uh, to watch the way they worked uh, again with finals and, and, uh, and for the Apple Cup, I think that was really fun to see. If there was one thing about that game that you'll take away as maybe for you the most satisfying part of it, what is it? I think our, our competitiveness in, in uh, uh, the way we prepared mentally. Uh, and I, I would say that, you know, I'm not trying to, to try to harp on the finals, but I mean, our, we have young ladies that are really committed to their majors and what they're doing and, uh, and really, you know, in graduate school or trying to go to graduate school. And so um, that's probably the thing that I respect most about um, the preparation. Um, you get five different players in double figures, which is the complete opposite of your opponent. You had one that was going off for an epic night, uh, 40 points, which hadn't been done in quite a few years since Arian McDonald did it with um, Arizona. And your squad had five different players in double figures. So as, from a scouting perspective, I always think it's more difficult when you have people all over the place that if, you know, good ball movement inside out, I thought your dribble penetration was the best I'd seen this season of getting into the lane and kicking it out to open shooters. What, what do you think was the key for you to have so many different players productive? Well, our team is really learning each other, and that's, I think, one of the reasons that you've seen us, uh, you know, at nights hesitate. I think we're a team that's, uh, you know, trying to figure out what everyone's uh, best skill set is and, and how to put everybody in the right position. And so uh, we had a, a great week of practice of, um, you know, just – even from our team meeting to our film sessions to the, you know, the week on the floor, I think we're just continuing to learn each other. It's so early in the season, and we have plenty from film that we're still going to learn that, um, you know, reads that we could make differently and, um, and the def defensive end of the floor, obviously, as well. I know that fans are still getting to know a lot of your newcomers. Um, Delia Daniels had a double-double. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was 10, uh, 12 points, 10 boards against Washington State. And, and she was playing against a, a, a veteran in Bella Murakatete, mm -hmm. who was last year's Pac-12's co-most improved player of the year. Mm -hmm. And she, you're going to get tested. There was an early technical mm -hmm. on Bella Murakatete <laughs> and then Delia Daniels when she blocked her shot. Which, as a fan, I don't mind that intensity. It's a rivalry game. And it was fun to see those two battling because you could tell it meant a lot to both of them. And they weren't going to back down. I know you don't like tacticals, but just the... The play of Delia Daniels and, and that intensity, just what did you make of her game against the Cougs? Oh, I love Lele, and I love how she's growing. You know, um, she's got such a drive to be great and, uh, again, working incredibly hard. And um, I love the development that she's showing. You know, she's really um, expanded her game and her skill set. And, uh, and you're seeing that also on the defensive end of the floor. I think there's a lot of things that, 
um, that she can be really exceptional at on that end as well. And so I love the commitment she's making on both ends. It's interesting because last year with Nancy Mulkey, she was so good at blocking shots and taking up space in the paint. And if she were to switch, though, you get her out on the perimeter, and that's you know that's where that's where you try to counter her size and her length as a shot blocker. Um, Delay Daniels has certainly got her fair share of block shots. Not like Nancy, who was special at that. But she'll switch out onto a point guard. Mm -hmm. And for those that are watching, when you get set in a pick and roll situation, you have a player that's six foot four that can switch. One of those times was against Charlie Sledger Walker, switch, and she couldn't get her shot off mm -hmm. because she's so athletic right. and uses her length. And she doesn't seem to get in too much foul trouble, which is a post player, that's usually a real challenge. Just her versatility and her ability to move laterally at six foot four. What have you seen on that end of the floor from her, well, her first think, year? Yeah, I, I saw that right away, and I think she's just learning that. I think she's learning to trust herself because she is incredibly athletic. I remember uh, Tennessee back in the day, and you know they had players that could guard one through five, and she reminds me a lot of of those players, and those are players that became, you know, pretty special pros, and so. Uh, I'm excited for her to be able to continue to grow in that area. Yeah, and the fact that you have Emma Grothaus that comes off the mm -hmm. bench to when Leo needs a rest or if there is foul trouble or, or just to change your pace because Emma is a different type of player. You have uh, your three posts with Darcy Reese as well. You have three really kind of different. different. I love that. And yeah. so do you have a conscious effort when they're on the floor of what defense you have to run or what offense you have to run or what spots on the floor? Yeah, absolutely. We were actually, Darcy and I was just talking about this today, that each, each of them has such a different skill set on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively, and we're able to do a lot of different things from a scheme standpoint. And so it's a great advantage to have, you know, three players uh, like them that were so different. Well, the Huskies uh, get their first Pac-12 win. They knock off the Cougs 82-66. to 66. They have two now non-conference games uh, before the holiday break, and that's coming up, the Husky Classic. That'll be this Sunday. We'll get the coaches' thoughts. Tina Langley coming up. This is the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. While you're rooting for your favorite team, make sure your money is working for you. Home Street Bank is here to help you maximize your savings with our special CD offers. We have everything from a 3.25% four-month featured CD to a 4% APY 18-month featured CD, plus more in between. Head to homestreet.com slash UWCD to check out all of our rates and learn how you can start scoring with Home Street today. Again, that's homestreet.com slash UWCD. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. 
Looking to add some fun and excitement to your life? Look no further than Emerald Queen Casino. Bring on the fun with live music, a weekend getaway at our fabulous hotel, or delicious dining at one of our 10 restaurants. Revel in the excitement with the best players club in the Northwest, or at the EQC Sportsbook, where you can bet, watch, and win on all your favorite sports. Come see for yourself why they call Emerald Queen Casino the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Coaches show with Tina Langley. I'm Elise Woodward. We're glad to have you with us. Come and join us at Chinooks every Monday. We'll be glad to have uh, you with us. And uh, coach, an eight and one start. This is the best start in through nine games since 2017. That was the last year the Huskies made the NCAA tournament. I'm looking at the Pac-12. Oh boy, every single game has just been a battle. I'm not sure if you got a chance to catch the civil war between Oregon State and Oregon. Oregon State had a lead, five minutes to go. Oregon rallied at Matthew Knight Arena. It's, this conference season is going to be unpredictable. It's going to be crazy. And I think it's, when I look at the talent level from 1 through 12, it may be as strong as I've, certainly it's stronger than last year because I feel like everybody is returning the bulk of their um, production. And, and or I feel like they're they've acquired talent that they'll be as good or better. It's going to be a really special year in this conference. But um, to start out eight and one, and to start out one and zero in conference play, uh, knowing what's coming, right? The the Pac-12 conference. How just tell me for you what this start means for the confidence of your kids, and in year two as you try to build this program and and taking steps to get where you want to get, and that's back in the postseason. How important was it for this group to build confidence until this point? You know, I think the schedule was really helpful in that we saw so many different teams that played so many different styles. But I also think that the time, just the time that we can spend together as we were able to travel preseason and then obviously for the tournament and then, uh, you know, now the time that we'll get around the holiday, you know, break from classes. And uh, we just have had an amazing time getting to know one another and building a foundation of culture. And so I'm so grateful to the young women in this program of how they have really invested in one another, uh, how much they love this university and how hard they're working. And so it just a, it's, a great, um, it's a great group of young women. So I'm excited to see who we can become. Do you feel like in year two in the Pac-12 conference, it, are you more settled? You, just knowing, I always felt as a freshman, it must be like it is as a first year head coach in a conference that you don't know where the locker room is at Matt Knight Arena. You don't know that you have to turn left in Berkeley to get up to the Cal's. I mean, all these little things that whenever you do something for the first time, it's just a little bit uneasy, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody can relate to that. Do you feel in year two like, okay, I know that's kind of what they like to do on the baseline underground. Do you feel any different being in year two, like little things as you approach the conference season? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I ever assume I, I know anything completely. <laughs> so I, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, we know a little bit more um, about ourselves and we know a little bit more about our opponents, but there's always so much more to learn. Yeah, but you don't feel like, okay, at least I'm a little bit more settled in year two. Like, I kind of know, like, you've at least met the coaches face-to-face. -face. The I officials know to come here I know to you want to get the <laughs> – Well, that's true. You know, so, <laughs> But, uh, no, i Getting to know the officials, yeah. I know that that's, that's something that you wanted to do. Yeah, you didn't know any great, of the officials yeah. in the Pac-12 conference. Yeah, that was, that was kind of fun the first year. Every time we walked into an arena, there was definitely – and what a great group. Again, you know, everyone in the Pac-12 has been amazing, the officials, and, and obviously – 
we've gotten to know a lot of people, and that's been fun. What's your approach with the officials? What's your mentality? Some people I wanna... think they have a really difficult job, and so, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for what they do, and so I don't really have an yeah, Well, I'm just saying, like, okay, so as a coach, you got to get calls. Like, you want to try to help your team as much as you can. Get any call. Like, some people do it with niceties. It's like everything in life, right? Mm. Some you, you know, you attract bees with honey. about that. <laughs> well, so, that is that you're just, you're nice. You're not trying to. No. I've seen you get fired up a little bit, though. No, no, you haven't. <laughs> not yet? It's coming? No, no. I think we had great crews. So, I um, genuinely, I think it's a it's a difficult job. I think I think the Pac-12 does a great job. When was the last time you got a technical? Do you remember? Yes, I do. I was in um, <laughs> the Thanksgiving tournament last year um, and literally didn't scream, didn't say anything, didn't didn't do anything, and uh, except just complained about um, you know a few things, and then I got a technical. So it was a very odd situation. I was watching someone recently, uh, women's basketball, and watching a game and, and a head coach out of the court just, just absolutely losing it and thinking, I, you know, I did not earn mine. I was like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I should have done a better job. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to so, earn it, make me get yeah. my money's worth if I'm yeah. going to get teed up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Huskies have a big tournament coming up. They are at home this Sunday as part of the Husky Classic. It is a noon tip against Liberty. Uh, this is always something really special, I think, that what Washington does. It goes all the way back to when I was playing, which is eons ago, um, that we took a lot of pride in having teams come into Seattle and kind of show what a beautiful city we have Absolutely. and a beautiful campus and to get some good opponents coming in. So you start with Liberty on Sunday at noon. Just tell me about your focus of this week in wrapping up non-conference play with these two opponents. Yeah, I mean, we still have so much to learn about ourselves. It's still that time of year for us. I mean, even when I was breaking down the game, uh, you know, it's there's so much more to, to learn and, and to grow in. And so I'm excited for the week to be able to take a game like that uh, and to have time to, to look back at all the things that, that we want to work on will be will great. And then we have two great opponents coming into town. And, um, you know, Liberty has been a, a long time, you know, uh, you know, powerhouse really. He's done a great job there. And so I'm excited for them to come to town and, and the tournament itself will be great. Well, it should be fun. It is uh, this Sunday at noon inside Alaska Airlines Arena. So come out and uh, have a chance to cheer on the Huskies. Eight and one this season. Uh, thanks as always, Coach, for taking thanks the time. So and uh, coming up next, it is Mike Hopkins with Tony Castricone. This is the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of healthcare. UW Medicine, a higher degree of healthcare. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. 
Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life. As one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row, rest assured you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Back to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show live at Chinooks. Tony Castricone and head coach Mike Hopkins here as the dogs are uh, coming off a trip to Gonzaga. Huskies fall to the Bulldogs 77-60. to 60. And, uh, Coach, it was a, a, a frustrating night there in Spokane. It was a foul trouble early in the ballgame. Just kind of changes everything. And, I mean, we see this in college basketball all the time. Teams go on the road. If you get your two bigs picking up two fouls in the first few minutes of the game, then all of a sudden, like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to play five guards? What are we going to do? So it changes things, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Alden team, Drew Timmy's a great player. We knew we, we needed our size. And getting it, you know, Braxton playing three minutes early really hurt us. Yeah. But we were still, you know, it was 17-17 with five minutes to go in the half. And so not a lot of teams do that against them. We just couldn't sustain – defending Drew Timmy, especially at the end of the first half where they get the 10-point lead. And and then offensively, we have to hit some shots, especially on the road. So it, it was even better than that, in, in, in my opinion. I mean, you get down to about two minutes left in the first half, and, I mean, this is a nip-and-tuck game. And I, I don't feel like it's ever more than a one-possession yeah. game in either direction, like four ties, three yeah. lead changes. Yeah. Like, it's feeling pretty good. 27-24, to 205 to go in the half. And then they got – a Strother paint points, yeah. uh, Hickman layup, yeah. Watson dunk, yeah. Timmy layup, and yeah. one. All yeah. of those Happened on right the on shot chart yeah. right at the rim. Yeah, and a couple times, you know, we, you know, we didn't, uh, we've been really good in transition all year. Uh, they blocked a couple shots. We took a couple quick ones, and they scored on the other end. The one thing you have to do when you play Gonzaga, you can't get a, let them get in transition. And I thought at the beginning of the game, we took three or four charges. We made them play in the half court. But, you know, to be able to win on the road, you have to be able to execute your game plan. And early on, Braxton stay out of foul trouble, got the two early fouls, hurt us. Keon Brooks ended up picking up three. Uh, didn't help us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's that's why they've they've got one of the top teams in the country. We've got to be able to execute better and hard to win on the road. But especially there, you have to be, you know, we have to be more consistent. You said on our pregame show, kind of going into it, that the biggest key to the game was going to be that transition yep. defense, right? And you talked about – in games where the opponents – in games that we win, yep. our opponents' fast break points are 3.7 points a game. Yeah. In games that we lose, our opponents' fast break points are 16 points a game yep. coming into that contest, yes. right? So Gonzaga gets 12 fast break points in this game. 
but given the way that this game played out, how would you grade your transition defense? Because I thought it actually, you, you brought up the three charges. I thought it was actually a solid transition defense. It, we did. It, what happens is, is what ha like it's like a, a, a turnover to a touchdown compared to a turnover on downs. Like, okay. Like we, we uh, a couple of our, you know, in transition, we got blocked. We turned it over and they got layups. Second foul on Braxton was off a, an errant pass, which, you know, he yeah. had to go back and, and track. So there was a lot of, like, self-inflicted wounds that we've got to be able to clean up and get better. And that's why you play these games and these high, you know, intense games at, at, at tough places to become better when you get into league. And hopefully, you know, obviously upset that we lost. We didn't yeah. play our A game. We probably played our C game. Yeah. Uh, but to move forward, we got to be able to learn the lessons in this game and move forward. I want to ask you about that second foul on Braxton Mia because it's so early in the game. Yep. He already had the one, right? Yep. And Walk then, away. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, Jason and I were both kind of shaking our heads like, oh, man, we need you on the yeah, floor. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. second foul, it was a one-on-one -on -one transition yeah. situation, yeah. fast break. He just – just yeah. let him go. I will tell you, you know, Jackson Grant came in, I thought, gave us great minutes. He did, yeah. He defended. He took the lead when we were in the game. He had five rebounds. Missed a couple shots that Braxton would normally make, but yeah. I was really proud of him. I thought he really grew uh, with that experience, coming off a red shirt and playing Colorado at home and, pl and playing that game in a big-time environment. Yeah. You can only grow up from those, those uh, kind of, you know, opportunities. Yeah. More on Jackson in a moment, but going back to that. So the, the Braxton Mia deal, is that – teachable moment right there is that is that kind of where you're going to say in the future yes. like hey let him go let him go you got it you can't you, we can't afford to have you out of the game and we knew that that's where the zags wanted to go they knew that that would cause not only on the offense uh, or on the defensive end for the for us but also on the offensive end drew timmy we did that was our game plan go at drew timmy get the ball in the post and we couldn't there wasn't enough time in the you know three minutes to be able to do that and right to, to you know we were in transition a lot of the times but you know, lesson learned, move forward, but we need him on the court. So Drew Timmy is one of these Kevin McHale-type players that just, like, shot fake. No, over here. No, over here. No, I'm trying to follow. It's, it's, it can drive a shot blocker crazy. And Braxton's one of these guys that early in his career seems to be going for the SWAT, going for the yeah. SWAT. I thought he actually seemed fairly disciplined when he was on the floor at not – taking the bait what, what did he take a step forward in that was that part of the game plan? I did but he got you got to walk away on that one and then the, our biggest thing you know statistically in our three losses is we've put the teams opposing teams on the foul line a lot we got to defend you know we got to defend better without fouling I think they went 11 to 1 in the first half you know at the, it, line, it, yeah. at the line and that's a big differential you can't do that on the road either you've got to be more disciplined we got to you know play defense without our hands and and be more aggressive on the offensive end so we're going to the foul line that's when we're at our best jackson grant going back to him i thought there was at times a bit of a maybe deer in the headlights look last year this year he, he's taken that red shirt off he's come out on the floor and he's looked like a different player looks like He's got that year under his belt. Looks more comfortable than he did a year ago. Well, he's been fighting uh, Mike Tyson and uh, Michael Spinks every day in practice <laughs> with Frank Kepnang and, and Braxton. They're yeah. physical. They're athletic. Jackson's gotten stronger. That's been a big part of it. And it's really made him a lot tougher. And I thought he played exceptionally tough. We took the lead when he was in the game. Mm -hmm. He defended. Now it's just a little bit more relaxed on the offensive end, and he'll be fine. But I'm really proud of his growth and how he played. I was going to say, were, were some of those misses that he had, was that just being too amped up in the I moment? I think so. You know, it, 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 until the game slows down when it's a rush, that's when you kind of make mistakes. You've got to mm -hmm. slow down. 
know that you're a good player. But the only way you can do that is get with the minutes. And, and you know, he hadn't played. And uh, playing these last two games are really, you know, is really going to help us moving forward. All right. So Keon Brooks kind of comes into this season as, at least in my mind, he's kind of your go-to scorer. He seems like he's going to kind of have that role. And with the foul trouble that he got into in a Gonzaga type of game and, and ends up playing 29 minutes, but again, had a little limited on the front half of the game. Does, does that kind of change what you're trying to do offensively then when you don't have him out there? Or are there other players you feel like kind of bring some skill set that, that he offers? Well, he's not a center. He's a three-man, and he had to play center because of our injuries and, and getting in foul trouble and felt like 17-17, I felt like we had to score. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, play, I, I coached with a – one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history, and he'd always say, when you're on the road, you got to keep scoring because defenses will get better because of the crowd. Mm. And so I, I had it in my mind, we got to figure out how to score. We weren't scoring. We were having a difficult time. That's what you'd lose when you have Braxton. So we went small, and then they just took advantage of it in the paint, hurt us. He got his three fouls. They went up 10. Wasn't a good ending to the half. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga, you know, you look at some of these games, uh, 102 points against Portland State, 104 points against North Florida, 88 against Kentucky. I mean, you had them in the ballpark of where you we, want. We, we, had to, we had to keep them around 70, 75, and we had to score over that. That's how right. you have to beat them. And we, we had some good opportunities. I think, you know, we had 10 transition opportunities. We made two threes when we went up 12-7. And then what happened was there was a turnover. There was a, two block shots that ended up in – those were touchdowns, like yeah. turnovers into touchdowns and, and misses into touchdowns, which allowed them to get the crowd and those types of things. And, you know, this game is a game of runs. It's a game of momentum. And uh, the way that they ended the half really hurt us. The, well, the offensive drought too. I think, it, you know, you're up 12-7, but then by the next time you hit a field goal – what is it, the 632 marks? That's that's six and a half minutes without a field goal. Yeah, you just no. can't have that. And, 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 and they, you know, they've got you know championship mentality. You've got to be able to get stops. On the flip side, you've got to be able to score. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you don't score, it's deflating to your defense. And that's where I felt like when it was uh, when it was 12-7, I felt like we should have been up 20-7. to That's how it felt. And that's, you know, we didn't do that. And you have to be able to do that on the road. So uh, part of that six-and-a-half-minute drought, what ends that drought is a Cole Badgema three-pointer and then followed up by a Cole Badgema layup. Yep. And, I, I, again, I just – I know we talked about him a little bit last week. I just feel like this guy looks like a different ball player. Like, last year I thought, okay, his role is to kind of come off the bench, be a spot-up shooter from three-point range. Now we see him almost passing up threes in order to try to, like, look for opportunities to put the ball on the deck, drive to the basket – and he's finishing at a higher rate around the rim than he used to, too. What what has enabled him to take the biggest leap? In well, his he's done a great – Will Conroy's done a great job developing not just as a basketball player but his confidence. And Cole is a guy that just kept getting better and better since he's been here. It's a great example of the work that the assistant coaches in a program does, strength and conditioning, player development, and – He's one of those guys that uh, Dub has just been just taken under his wing. Everybody calls him his, uh, a, a, you know, he's a, not a brother from a different mother, but a son from a different mother. Like he's, yeah, it's like yeah. his son, and uh -huh. he takes a lot of pride. And Cole, I got to give him a lot of credit. He's put a lot of work in, but he's a really good player. And w when you shoot the way that he's shooting right now, it makes you bigger, faster, stronger. A little pump fake here, get you off balance. Teams are designed now to stop it, which helps the rest of your team. So. Mm. Having Cole shooting at a high level, playing at a high confident level is only going to make us better.
How much stronger has he gotten? And and maybe not like bench press wise, but like in in what ways has that shown up? I think game? he's been you know so much of this thing people think strength mental uh, physically. He's been stronger mentally. Hmm. He's been able to miss a couple shots and come back and make three. That's what great players do. They don't let the past dictate what the what the present is in the future. And Cole's one of those guys that just believes every shot. And and he's gotten to the point where the the the, the staff thinks every shot that he gets, it's going in. And then he's competing on the defensive level. He's just not a shooter. This guy, he's driving better. He can make plays for others. And I just see him getting better and better. But about 182, I, I played at 188, and I ate 5,000 calories a day. I ate 10 times a day. I put milk. I just couldn't do it. He's up to 200 pounds, which is his goal. Wow. So that's a great thing, and he's just going to keep getting better and better. That's awesome. Where do you like him best on the defense because he's got the length to be disruptive up top. You're playing him in the corners, right? Well, we play him at the top. He starts at the top of the zone, and we're really big. And when we when Noah Williams got injured at the beginning, if you think about our zone, it was 6'5", 6'6", mm-hmm. long, this and that. Cole is really good up there. And what's happening with the loss of Frank and a couple of the injuries is we're having to play small to be able to score. So the back of the zone, when it's Jamal and it's Cole, yeah. it doesn't look like – you know, when it's Keon Brooks and Frank Kepner, you know, yeah. you got the, you know, 6-11, you look like they can all hold hands and, and touch sideline to yeah, sideline. That's right. a little bit different. And you rebound better. That was another big thing with the size. But, you know, Cole's a fighter. He'll go in there and put his nose in there. Uh, but when we go small and he's at the bottom of the zone, we're just a little bit more susceptible to offensive rebound, like lack of offensive rebounding, which Gonzaga kind of took advantage of in certain situations. I still love – the way that Cole is attacking the glass, had six more rebounds in that game against the Zags the other night, and uh, he's just been a difference maker on that end of the floor. Right, we've got other guys to talk about, uh, and we've got some games to look forward to. A couple home ones at Alaska Airlines Arena coming up this weekend. It starts uh, this week, rather. It starts tomorrow night at home against Cal Poly. We'll talk about that one as well when we continue live from Chinooks. It's the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Let's go. On the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Looking to add some fun and excitement to your life? Look no further than Emerald Queen Casino. Bring on the fun with live music, a weekend getaway at our fabulous hotel, or delicious dining at one of our 10 restaurants. Revel in the excitement with the best players club in the Northwest, or at the EQC Sportsbook, where you can bet, watch, and win on all your favorite sports. Come see for yourself why they call Emerald Queen Casino the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. 
I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience. There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU membership credit approval and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation. Thanks for the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. We're live at Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. Got the salmon pot pie. We got the king salmon. Ooh. We got everything you possibly want here. Best seafood in Seattle with head coach Mike Hopkins. The dogs getting ready to take on uh, Cal Poly tomorrow. Idaho State on Saturday. Uh, first, a couple other guys I wanted to talk about. You know, I, uh, Jason and I, we've got the Toyota player of the game we have to hand out after every performance. Yeah. We we gave it to P.J. Fuller uh, on Friday night at home or on the road against Gonzaga. I just thought, you know, a really – complete gutty performance out of him 13 points which was one shy of the team high but also just you know the six to two assist to turnover ratio and then you've got your stat that you call takeaways it's blocks plus steals right he led the team in that category had the block on a transition layup hustling down the floor it just seems and you know he went down with the ankle in the game he comes back out there he's gritting it out I mean I just see him gritting and grinding and playing so hard for you guys this yeah, year. Yeah, he's a he's he's been a, a great surprise and you know we, we lost Noah Williams after the first half of that game. He had to step up and play the point. And I think he's done a really good job. When he's focused and not turning the ball over, he is as elite as anybody because he can get in the lane. He can create it. He made that big penetration and kick to Cole Bajima against Colorado. Like he has the ability to get all the way to the rim. And then defensively is where he's elite. Like he is, he makes some plays defensively. You know, the block down, the, uh, the, the transition block against Colorado that changed the momentum of the game. He seems to always make a play that changes the momentum in a positive way. And I'll give you another thing, too. It's a little bit in interesting about great players because I coached a kid named Jerry McNamara. We got a couple Syracuse people here. Jerry McNamara, whenever he turned it over, it seemed like he always got it back. Watch P.J. Fuller. Hmm. If he turns it over, even Corin Johnson, if they ever make a turnover, they seem to always get it back in the other end. When Corin made that and missed it or he, he yep. passed it to, to – he got the steal on the other end. Yeah. Like the hustle, the grit, the I'm going to get it back, they've got that factor. And I think elite players are so competitive that they know they made a mistake, but they're going to make it for, up for it on the other end. And that's that's what I love about P.J. and Corn. Interesting. Uh, I had not noticed that about either of those two. I'll yep. definitely keep an eye on it. I, I think Corin Johnson just is another player that, like, okay, it's going to be interesting to see how his role evolves throughout the course of the season when we get Noah Williams back and everything else. But – I think what w this little glimpse of Corin that we've gotten to see is really, really exciting for the future. Yeah, him and Keon Minifield, they, they, they've had great moments, and they, they know how to play the position. I think the biggest thing is they've been scorers in high school and then understanding college is a different level. They can still score there, but a lot of times if you run a ball screen, you've got to run it this way for the team. In high school, you run it for yourself because everybody needs you to score to win. Right. So there's that, those learning uh, yeah. parts of running an offense and calling plays and all those different things that at this level you need to be able to do. But the talent is there. Uh, the grit is there. The work ethic is there. Now we just got to do a better job teaching them in terms of the team. But they have rare, unique 
individual ability. Cal Poly, Idaho State. Those are the opponents coming up this week. We'll talk about those games and more when the Husky Basketball Coaches Show, live from Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal, continues in a moment on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. While you're rooting for your favorite team, make sure your money is working for you. Home Street Bank is here to help you maximize your savings with our special CD offers. We have everything from a 3.25% four-month featured CD to a 4% APY 18-month featured CD, plus more in between. Head to homestreet.com slash UWCD to check out all of our rates and learn how you can start scoring with Home Street today. Again, that's homestreet.com slash UWCD. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. All right, welcome back to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show live from Chinooks. Dogs got a couple of home games at Alaska Airlines Arena coming up this week, and uh, we're looking forward to those here with head coach Mike Hopkins. But first, got to let you know that when Husky Hoop fans are ready for action on the hardwood, they head to Montlake to catch the game. But when they're ready for the quintessential Northwest dining experience, they come right here to Chinooks. Yes! At Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal or Anthony's Pier 66 on the Seattle waterfront. Uh, coach, tomorrow night, Alaska Airlines Arena, kind of an odd start time. 7.30 is the tip time as the Dogs play at home against Cal Poly. It's a Cal Poly team that hasn't played a ton of big opponents. They're 5-3 and three so far this year. But the one thing that our fans will probably know looking at their schedule, they beat Cal Baptist, right? And Cal Baptist gave us a handful of problems. So what do we know about this Cal Poly team? They've won four in a row. Uh, they've won four in a row. That's the biggest thing. So they believe. Uh, they beat Cal Baptist by 11 at home, and then they beat uh, Portland State, who beat Oregon State. So you gotta, you gotta respect everybody in college basketball. You see upsets every night. It's all about you know how you come out, how you're approaching. You know, having finals week, there's always yep. a focus on the energy mentally, and so getting back and let them understand how important this is and how to balance you know the the school and play type of deal. But uh, this is a dangerous team. 
these teams come in, they play it like it's their Super Bowl. We have to feel the same way. You know, going back to, you know, if we play our best, we're going to be able to beat anybody in the country. And we know when we don't play well or we, we don't execute what we do, we're susceptible. Yeah. But if we come around flying around, playing our defense, getting in transition, executing our defense, playing together, good huddles, sharing the ball one more, we can beat anybody on the planet. And that's what we're trying to do tomorrow. Let's go, Lane! <laughs> I totally agree. I love it. Uh, I, I'm looking at this as like this week is a is a big take care with business week because you're still building an NCAA tournament resume right now. You're you're seven and three, and these are your last two games before the schedule starts to get boom Auburn, boom SC, boom UCLA, boom Arizona. Yes, you got to take care of business this week. There's no question, and you can take care of business. Uh, you know, one game at a time. You can't yep. look forward. But, you know, it's all about how do we preparing ourselves? Are we getting better? Are we getting better defensively? Are we in certain situations like Oregon State at the end where, you know, get them off the line. We don't foul at the end of the game even though it was a phantom call. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we got to defend without fouling where we're not putting them yep. on the foul line. This right. is where our growth has to happen. And that's why you play these tough games. And we got another – oh, my goodness. Oh, key the line key lime pie. pie. Are you kidding me? You're <laughs> – you just went to a whole different planet. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh my coach. God. Try it. It's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, like all these games, every game you got to take care of business. Bottom line, you know, you get, you get one opportunity. I keep telling the team, I'm like, I know you're going to say this is corny coaching talk, but you have an opportunity. Yeah. And, you do. And, and championship teams always respond after a loss or they don't play well. And we got to be able to respond. I think our guys are ready. We've had a couple of good days of practice. The rest thing is huge. And hopefully we can improve tomorrow night and hopefully play well enough to win. Looking at Cal Poly analytically, they've got some defensive numbers that kind of stand out a little bit. A good, a good defensive turnover percentage. Uh, they're good on the defensive glass. Uh, what, what is it about their this team? What's their DNA? The one, they're they're a defensive team. A little okay. bit like a I don't want to say I, you know people say a poor man version, but like they're a lot like Fresno State. They, okay. they wear their you know they're very tough defensively. They do a really good. They ice ball screens, which means they try to keep the ball on one side of the floor, which takes away rhythm. Uh, of the offensive team, which is it's a defensive strategy. Uh, they're very tough down there. Brian Penn Johnson plays for him who yeah. played here. How about that? So they've got size. It's not like they're small. Right. And, uh, and again, winning four in a row against some pretty good competition. Uh, and, again, it goes back to these are the opportunities where those teams, it's their Super Bowl, and we've got to treat it like it's our Super Bowl as well. Yeah, 100%. Coach, thanks for the time. You about ready to dive into that key lime pie. King salmon first. <laughs> key lime pie Second, let's go. Look at the discipline. He saves his dessert for after the entree. There's levels. There's steps. <laughs> Tony Castricone, the man. Head coach Mike Hopkins in the house, live at Chinooks every Monday night. We'll be back next Monday night for more with Tina Langley, Elise Woodward, Mike Hopkins. Thank you to Lane and Vern in the back. Terry Ryan, our engineer, Alex Francis on the board back in the network studios. I'm Tony Castricone. Thanks, all of you, for coming out to Chinooks yes. live at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. been listening to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Join us each week throughout the season to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show 
has been presented by Anthony's Restaurants, showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network.